Hey guys, WFAN the Kid here. Today I will be sharing with you my week six NFL predictions and a little analysis of what went on weeks four and five of the NFL just because I didn't do a podcast last week, was feeling under the weather, so I'm just going to recap a little bit what went on in those two weeks, how my picks went since I did not do a podcast. So in week four, I went 10 and six, which I think is almost average, you know, it's pretty good for me, at least personally, and some of the interesting games from them, we had our first London game, we had the Vikings and the Saints, the Vikings won that one, it was a really good game, close matchup, oh, and another interesting one that I want to touch on before I go into those week Sunday games, the Thursday night football game, that was a pretty huge game, the Bengals uh, took on the Dolphins, and the Bengals did win Mostly, in my opinion, because of the Tua Tagovailoa injury. It was a gruesome-looking injury. Thankfully, he seems to be doing much better than how he initially looked. But that has put into place um, for the rest of Week 4, because this was on Thursday night, and Week 5. A mindset that something needs to change, and a mindset of protecting the quarterback and just protecting players more in general because it was very very scary what happened with Tua whether he should have even been allowed to play this game in the first place and it was just a big ordeal but moving into week four Sunday game some of the more interesting ones the Jets went to Pittsburgh they went down there and they got the W as I predicted on the last podcast that I did Zach Wilson's first game back he looked pretty good Besides throwing a couple interceptions, he had a huge fourth quarter. He had the Jets to win in that one. There was also the Falcons beating the Browns at home. I don't think that many people saw that coming, but I actually also picked that one correctly. I just thought that the Browns weren't going to be able to do it. I don't know. I just had a feeling about that one, I guess. It was kind of an odd pick, I'll admit. And a, a matchup that a lot of people were looking forward to was the undefeated Eagles and the Jaguars. They were three and one at the time going into that game. No, two and one. That's why I said that's right because this was week four, and the Eagles wound up winning. It was a pretty sloppy game from the Jaguars, which we hadn't really seen the previous couple matches matches for them. So that was a little bit interesting. And yeah, then moving on to week five. Before I do my week six predictions, I went nine and seven last week. Could have been better. It kind of fell off with some of the later games and some of the primetime games. But overall, an all-right week. One of the worst Thursday night football games in recent memory that featured seven field goals. And even in overtime, with those extra eight or so minutes that were played, we still could not manage to see anything but field goals. And the Colts did wind up winning. Did not have that one correct. There was the shocking London game where the Giants stunned the Packers with a tenacious second-half comeback. Daniel Jones was on point throughout that game. Saquon had a nice game. There was uh, the Bucks and Falcons. That was a pretty game. Kind of went exactly how you thought it would. The Falcons would have had a chance with the ball down by six late, but there was an interesting roughing the passer call. And not the only one that we saw in Week 5. Again, a lot of this sparked by that scary Tua injury, this mindset that the quarterback is the priority to protect. So 
that is uh, giving people the impression that that is why the refs are throwing these flags on some of these plays that you normally would say should not be called. And after seeing that play, I think a lot of people would agree with me. That was not a roughing the passer. There was my Jets pulling off a route in the fourth quarter against Miami to get that win. Outscored Miami 21 to nothing in that fourth quarter to give the Jets a winning record. The first time this late in the season, going into week six, in six years, I believe. No, five, 2017. That would be five years still. Quite a while since the Jets have had this feeling, since I myself have had this feeling as a Jets fan. We uh, are going to go to Lambeau Field. We'll get into that matchup in a little bit. And without further ado, here are my week six picks. We start out with Thursday Night Football in another matchup that I'm kind of expecting to be dull, to say the least. It's the Commanders and the Bears. I have the Bears taking this one. Not by a huge margin, just they are the home team. The Commanders can't really seem to do anything right. They've lost four straight. Carson Wentz is extremely inconsistent. They had a golden opportunity at the end. It was, I believe, the two, three-yard line, very close, and the tail end of the fourth quarter against Tennessee, and they threw an interception, Carson Wentz did, to seal the loss for the Commanders last week. And while the Bears have also dropped several games in a row, they have been able somehow to win games this year. Justin Fields has been meh, but there are a few bright spots for the Bears. Their defense, I think, is pretty solid, so I'm going to give them the win Thursday night football tonight. Then the Ravens and the Giants. This is an interesting one. A lot of people I know are excited for this game. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I think it's going to be too much for the Giants' defense to contain. And I feel like I was always wanting the Giants to get a big win to really prove themselves to me as contenders, as a team that can make the playoffs, a team that can make a run. And they did it. They did it last week on primetime in London. Coach Dabble has done a great job in the early going of this season with them. Just a fantastic job to really quickly turn this team around. But I just think the Ravens are the better team. But the Giants most definitely are playing good football, starting to get better and better. The next game is the Jaguars and the Colts. In this one, I am going to have to go with the Colts. They narrowly, narrowly beat the Broncos last week uh, with four field goals and the Jaguars last week lost to the Texans the Jaguar both of these teams offenses struggled a lot last week they put up a combined 19 points together last week so I- I'm expecting a defensive battle we know that the Colts have struggled very very much with beating the Jaguars in recent history the Jaguars kept the Colts out of the playoffs last season in week 18. I'm going to go with the Colts, though. Um, Jonathan Taylor, they did not play last week, kind of hurt my fantasy team a little bit since he's been injured. But Matt Ryan is a veteran, and he made throws uh, when he needed to last game to get the Colts in the field goal range. Couldn't find the end zone, 
I think he will need to do to beat Trevor Lawrence. But he was, like, you know, okay at times, despite his several interceptions there last week. Uh, Pierce has looked like a really solid rookie target for Matt. And I think that they will be able to handle the Jags. Then the Patriots and the Browns. In this one, I'm going to go Browns. They've dropped two in a row now. Cleveland, they had a really entertaining game, it was. They lost closely to Justin Herbert and the Chargers. But at home against the Patriots, I have to go with the Browns. While the Patriots' defense is good, you take away their Gillette Stadium advantage. I don't think they're all that big and bad. No offense to Bailey Zapp, but he ain't very good. He's not. He somehow extended the game long enough to get the Packers into overtime, but it, it wasn't really thanks to him, that rap that they got against the Lions last week. And I just think that the Browns need a bounce-back game. They're too good of a team to, to be 2-4, and four, you know? They have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I'll, I'll always mention that. One of the best running back duos in the NFL, undoubtedly. Then the Bengals and the Saints. This is an interesting one. Very interesting. I am going to have to take the Bengals. The Bengals lost on a game-winning field goal to the Ravens. Of course, it came off the foot of Justin Tucker, who's hit so, so many clutch kicks over the course of his career. But the Bengals played a good game. They did, for the most part. I think Joe Burrow is still, in many ways, the Joe Burrow we saw last year that got the Bengals to the Super Bowl. Will he get there again this year? Probably not in reality, but I think they're good enough to beat the Saints. But the Saints have proven to me that they can run an offense. They can score. Uh, Taysom Hill is really a weapon when they bring him on, the way that he's able to run. And he, he has an arm, too. I mean, he, he can pass. But the Saints running game with Kamara and Taysom Hill, when you bring him in in situations, is scary. But I think that despite the Bengals' defense not being the greatest in the world, the offense can kind of compensate for the defense probably having a little trouble with the running game. Then the Buccaneers... And the Steelers, this one is pretty self-explanatory. Give me Tom Brady and the Bucks. The Steelers looked absolutely dreadful last weekend against Buffalo. They scored three points. And I don't think it's going to be a fun season for them. While Kenny Pickett can learn and improve, it is just not the right time. He does not have enough weapons on that offense to beat Tom Brady. Then the 49ers and the Falcons. I'm going to go 49ers. Since Jimmy G has come back, besides that one embarrassing performance against the Broncos, he's looked like his old self. You know, he's looked like Jimmy G, the team that got them so far in the playoffs. And the Falcons, young, developing team, they've had a couple nice wins this season. Played the Bucks pretty tough last week, but I'm still going to go the 49ers. In this one. Then my New York Jets go to Lambeau Field. I am so, so excited for this matchup. I know it's not going to be easy. Lambeau Field is not an easy place to play. Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks in the game right now. I am going to go with the Pack. 
as tough as that is kind of tough for me to do, you know, because my decks are kind of rolling. We've got now it's back to back wins, got a winning record, feeling good. But the Packers are going to be hungry. They just lost to the Giants, and I don't think they want to lose to two New York teams back to back weekends. I I mean the Jets defense has definitely struggled at times this year, even against the Dolphins, when we knew they are going to be running, running, running plays, even if it's not a conventional run, we knew that they were going to be running the ball a lot. It was still difficult for us to stop for three of those four quarters. And Aaron Jones, he's a no-joke running back, and Aaron Rodgers is starting to learn some of his young receivers, starting to make connections with them. And I have to go with the Packers in this one. I hope the Jets put me wrong. I really hope so. We'll have to wait and see. Next up, the Vikings and the Dolphins. This is this is a really interesting one. I do know a Vikings fan who is very high on the Vikings. And I also know some Dolphins fans on TikTok. But in this matchup, I am going to go with Miami. Miami at home, they might be missing key pieces. You know, but even without Tua, of course, we thought that they would have Teddy Bridgewater, who wound up getting injured on the very first play of the game for the Dolphins. But even without um, a known quarterback playing, they still look dangerous at times, you know. For three quarters, they kept that a one-score game. They kept it 19-17 going into the fourth quarter. And with receivers like Waddle and Tyreek, you also got Gasecki out there, big guy that can catch it. You have weapons, and whoever it is starting a quarterback this week for the Dolphins, I think that in front of the home crowd, they're going to be hungry for a win. And that's really all I have to say about that one. But I think the Dolphins will be able to pull it off. We then move into the afternoon games, the 4 o'clock games. The Panthers going out to Los Angeles. Give me the Rams. The Rams are the defending Super Bowl champions, but they are struggling. They have a losing record right now at 2-3. and three. It's funny to say the Jets have a better record right now than the defending Super Bowl champions. It's funny to think about that, how that works. But I, I can't see them dropping one to the Panthers at home. I, I cannot at all. Then the Cardinals and the Seahawks. In this one, I am going to take the Seahawks. It's a little bit difficult to say, but the Cardinals, the, the way they dropped that game to the Eagles was so heartbreaking. They needed, what was it, a 40-yard field goal to send the game to overtime. And of course, they decide to pick up Last year's jet kicker himself won Matt Amendola. I, I don't know why they did that, considering the Chiefs had him just a few weeks ago and they released him. If you're the Jets, even the Jets released him. If a team as needy as the Jets is releasing a kicker midseason, you know there's got to be something wrong with him. You know. But the Cardinals decided to get him particular kicker is not available, he's from the practice squad, and he misses it. Right after they showed the clip of him 
putting it exactly in the same place, wide right, in warm-ups. And that wound up costing them the game. Who knows what they would have done in overtime. And you know, Smith and the Seahawks are starting to gain some momentum. They're playing competitive, close games. They kept it really close against New Orleans last weekend. And you know, Smith is starting to change my mind slightly about him, slightly. He's gaining a little bit of my confidence back, you know? I mean, he has a great, some great uh, people out there to help him. He, Carson, the running back, is a solid option. He has Dwayne Eskridge. He has, of course, DK Metcalf, who's sensational. You know, he has some weapons, and I think they'll be able to do it at home at Lumen Field. A very, very difficult place to play. Then the game that so many of us have been waiting for. Oh, wow. This is going to be an extremely fun game. The Bills versus the Chiefs. Can the Bills get revenge at Arrowhead Stadium for that wild, memorable playoff game we all saw last year? That saw the Chiefs coming back with 13 seconds to drive about 50 yards, 40, 50 yards, to get into field goal range to send the game to overtime, where they won the coin toss, received, and got the game-winning touchdown. I do have the Buffalo Bills getting revenge. Last week was a display of what the Bills can be like if they're versing a bad team. Of course, the Chiefs are nowhere near have the struggle to the Steelers. But there was 98-yard passing touchdowns. There was ridiculous runs. Josh Allen was lighting it up. Over 400 passing yards. He didn't even play the entire game. Okay, four touchdown passes over 400 passing yards. And he didn't even play the whole game. Who knows, maybe he would have gotten past 500 if he wanted to keep pouring it on against the dreadful Pittsburgh. I just think Josh Allen has been waiting. He has had this game circled on his calendar because it had to piss him off. It had to piss off all of the Bills Mafia. How could it not to have your season end like that after you played such a perfect game? I have full confidence that Josh Allen's going to go in there and get this W. Is it going to be a good game? Of course. But I believe that Josh Allen can do it. From what I've seen from the Bills this year, they have just been dominant. Except for that one game in Miami, which they still could have won. They did not. They made some mistakes there. But this is, in my opinion, a Super Bowl team. And I think they take care of business. Then Sunday Night Football, the Cowboys and the Eagles. And in, in what a lot of people, including myself, have to admit is the best division in the NFL so far. Two four and one teams with the Giants and the Cowboys, and the only undefeated team in the Eagles. You're not going to find many divisions better than that. And this is also going to be a fun matchup. I say the Cowboys take it. I do. Cooper Rush is still undefeated in his NFL career, as crazy as that sounds. He is every game he played in, the Cowboys won this year. The one that the Cowboys lost was the one that Dak was in and did unfortunately get injured. But yeah, it is. It's crazy what Cooper Rush has been able to do. The running game with Zeke a little bit and Pollard as well has been able to help. But if you told Cowboys fans that they were going to win four straight without Dak, they probably would have called you crazy. But here we are. And I say that the Cowboys and the Eagles undefeated streak. That's the night football. Then we move into the Monday night game. The Broncos and the Chargers. 
this one is super easy for me. Give me Justin Herbert. Give me Herbie and the Chargers all day, all day. The way that the Broncos offense has struggled, Russell Wilson looks nothing like he was in Seattle, okay? He is a veteran, and while he is with a new group, you would think that somebody as successful as him, as experienced as him, that's been in this league for 10 years, could have figured it out. And it is because of the offense that they're dropping games. The Broncos defense has done incredibly well. They didn't give up a touchdown last weekend. In some of the games they've won, they've given up a touchdown, 10 points. They have one of the best defenses in the league, and it's such a shame that Russell has not gotten it going yet. And Justin Herbert has been pretty much the opposite. He is, in the games that he's been able to play and that he hasn't been injured, he's lit it up. He's done what we've seen him do last year and in his rookie season. And I, I definitely think that they have a shot at the AFC West, but even if they lose that out to the Chiefs, they're still going to be a playoff team in my mind 100%. I don't see how they couldn't be, barring some huge unexpected injury. But I love the Chargers in this Monday Night Football matchup. And yeah, that is going to wrap it up for this podcast. Those are my Week 6 predictions. I'm going to set a goal this week of how many wins I'd like to get. My goal is going to be 11. Let's see if we could do that. That would tie my best record from the season. Let's see if it'll happen. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. This has been WFA on the Kid.